Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AG Chase Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women of coastal Mississippi and Mississippi for that matter, who are working so hard to create a better place to live, work, and play. Hey, I really enjoyed our show yesterday. Uh, if you missed it, I'm going to just tell you a l- little bit about it. I had my friend James O'Byrne on. We worked together at NOLA Media Group, and he had a long history uh, with our publication, the Times Picayune, and our, our website, uh, NOLA.com, of working um, in, in incredible ways, a Pulitzer Prize winning writer and editor. And uh, someone who became a, 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 the part of my inner circle at NOLA Media Group. In fact, I named him the VP of Innovation because he's uh, not only has a great content background, but he's just a really smart guy. Um, more recently, though, he, he moved to France. He and his wife, Paula, moved to France, and they live in France now. And, um, and you know, he's just a, he's a traveler and a photographer and a writer. And as I say, just a really smart guy. And I've had two or three sessions with him over the past couple of years. We talked about, as you can imagine, Macron, who's the president of France. We talked about Macron's role in the uh, Ukrainian-Russian conflict. He had some specific comments about that. We talked a little bit about what that's all about, incidentally. We talked about big tech's responsibility with social media because he and I spent a lot of time in our digital media world thinking about this stuff. Um, we talked about what it's like to live in the countryside of France, you know, just in general, but also uh, you know, during the pandemic, especially after spending a career in New Orleans. But if you missed it, you can go to the Super Talk Mississippi uh, Facebook or YouTube site. You can go to the Super Talk Gulf Coast Facebook page. You can go to um, your favorite podcast. You can go to Coast View Ricky Matthews at, at, at Facebook as well. But you can uh, you can listen to it just about any way you want to. And I really appreciate you listening on 103.1. The feedback for the show continues to be absolutely incredible. So now I want to I want to share with you during my time as the president and publisher of the Sun Herald, I was honored to work with some really amazing leaders. And you know after Hurricane Katrina. I was especially inspired, and I later wrote about how inspired I was when I wrote the foreword to Haley Barber's book um, about the post-Katrina leadership effort. The book, by the way, is America's Great Storm uh, Leading Through Hurricane Katrina. It's an incredible book, but I was really fortunate and honored to write the foreword to that. But I I personally got to witness great leadership and and, um, truly incredible leadership. And uh, during my time at the Sun-Herald, I came in contact with a lot of great leaders. But in Jackson County, two or three of them come to mind. And of that group, one in particular comes to mind who is an incredible community leader, someone who's quietly for so many years made so many different impacts. And that's Royce Cumbus, who's the president and CEO of Merchants and Marine Bank. And I want to welcome him now to Coast View. First of all, good morning, Royce. How are you doing? Doing fine. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate your kind words. Wes, good, good to see you. My biggest observation when I finally you know, said, I got to reach out to Royce and schedule some time with him, was I can't believe I didn't already have you on the show. You know, I, For example, I had George Freeland on just, uh, just in the past few days. Right. Who gives an update about the uh, Jackson County Economic Development Foundation that you've been incredibly active in and a major, major force in making sure that that 
that that governmental private organization continues to bring all stakeholders into the conversation around economic development. But, um, you know, your name comes up just about every conversation I have with someone from Jackson County. And I guess uh, that, that says a lot about your leadership over a lot of years. That's what I see. Well, I was in a meeting with George this morning. <laughs> yeah, we had our, our our monthly meeting this morning, and I mentioned to him that I was going to be doing your show. He said, "Well, I just did it the other day." I said, "Well, good." <laughs> so, you so you're the chairman well of the board, right? I'm cha- I chair it now, right? Uh, you know, we take turns. The uh, outside independent directors, the uh, the folks from the workforce. We have about four of us that are not. Uh, uh, mayors or political uh, type people, and so I think we have a 16-member board, but there are about four of us at large, and so that's rotated every two or three years. Yeah, that, that's incredible. Well, you're the uh, president and CEO of Merchants and Marine Bank, and I mentioned it's been a it's been a little bit of time since I've actually laid eyes on you, and uh-huh. uh, you're you're a guy who seems sort of ageless to me. You, I know that you said you don't feel ageless, no. but you have you you've been you think about the Cumbus family. Good lord, I mean I mean I mean synonymous with Jackson County. I want to talk about your 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 parents for a second. Man, they made a tremendous impact on the community and you, didn't they? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, uh, growing growing up, you know, all of us were expected to work. And I would go with my dad to the sawmill when I was really young, probably eight, 10 years old. My job was to answer the telephone in the office while he was out on Saturday here. Uh, We were open until noon. And so he was selling lumber. And if he got a phone call, I would run from the office out to the retail area and get him, you know, so that was my job, that plus sweep the floors, that kind of thing. And I really, I guess one of the biggest promotions I ever got, I was about uh, finally about 13 or so, 12 or 13, and they started to let me uh, work with the men, you know, uh, handling lumber and stuff like that. And I actually started getting paid then. There was Mm -hmm. a a lady there that was our uh, bookkeeper, Ms. Mary Alice Chatham, and she talked my dad into paying me. I think it was like 50 cents an hour. I thought I'd make big then. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I remember my first pay job. I was working for my dad, uh, who was in the floor covering business, and he paid me a dollar an hour, and I felt like I was a rich man for sure. Exactly. So those were the days. Those were the. But you know, Caswell Springs. Tell me about that place. Caswell Springs, it's basically, it's the name of a church up there, Caswell Springs uh, United Methodist Church, which you see on on Highway 63. But Caswell Springs is a series of springs on Caswell Lake where the church got its name from. So, uh, and it, uh, of course, it borders and empties into the river there, the Pascagoula River. So yeah. we all grew up right there. We used to hike through the woods. It's about a two-mile hike from, say, Highway 63, where we lived, uh, to the lake over at Caswell Lake. And, uh, but in the summers, you know, we all went barefooted, and we liked to fish. And so we would hike through the, through the swamp and go fish in Caswell Lake. Used to catch a lot of, a lot of brim and shellcracker, stuff like that over there. 
Oh, that's so neat. You've been active in Caswell Springs United Methodist Church, I guess, most of your life, huh? Right. Right. So okay. your family went there and you're still still sort of that's your that's your anchor from from a from a, a faith point of view. That's that's correct. And my brother Barry is uh he is chairman of the board there now. And wow, that, so we've always an active role. My wife's really involved in the children's ministry there. Not surprised to hear that, just knowing who you are and, and sort of your, your moral and ethical character. Uh, you went to uh, East Central High School, uh, went on to Millsaps and University of Southern Mississippi. Tell me a little right. bit about you know, those, you know, th that part of your journey. Well, Millsaps uh, actually uh, was a good experience. So it's a great school, has a great reputation, but I went there because of uh, – uh, another gentleman that you probably know or knew, uh, Mr. Eddie Coyote, he went to school there. And so throughout all my young years of growing up, you know, he promoted Millsaps uh, College. And uh, so uh, I started there. And then most of my friends were at Southern, uh, guys I went to high school with. So after a couple of years at Millsaps, I transferred to Southern because, and frankly, by then I realized I wanted to go into business and Southern has such a tremendous business school. I mean, you can, you can, you, you can take any course of study you want from insurance to banking to whatever. And, uh, I thought it offered a lot more opportunity, uh, to expand into the business, uh, program. Then later on, did uh, get into banking and uh, finished the uh, three-year course at LSU. They have a three-year graduate level course uh, uh, at their school of banking. And uh, that's something if you want to be in bank management and you're from the South, you almost have to do it. It's almost a prerequisite. Yeah, I've learned I've learned about that over the years from people like George Logan, who I know has been very active in in that in that organization, and yep. uh, it's got an incredible reputation. I know so many local bankers who have been there. But you're right. I mean, in order for you to rise to the to the higher ranks of, of most banks, you got to kind of go through that program, don't you? You do. And George Logan and I were there, there at the same time, along with Jolly McCarty and another fellow from Pascagoula. Glenn Davis, we started and finished at the same time. And George, I think, did go back, and he was an instructor there for a while. He was there for, I think, for many years, actually. He landed in the banking business in 1971, and when we come back, I'm going to talk about the period between 1971 and, and 1977, when you actually became a vice president. And okay. you never look back. You continue to kind of move up in the organization. Merchants and Marine Bank has become this incredible icon in coastal Mississippi. We'll tell more about that story here in just a second. Okay. See you after this break. Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have my dear friend Royce Cumbus, who's sort of one of these icons in coastal Mississippi, especially in Jackson County. When you think about the role that he's played at Merchants and Marine Bank and in the community for so many years. But you became the president and CEO in uh, 1985. You became chairman in 1991, and it's 2022. <laughs> it's 2022. Right. And uh, and for the radio audience, you should go to Facebook and uh, and watch this conversation between myself and Royce to see how, when I say ageless, he has been incredibly ageless. But when you look back on your career in banking, is it amazing to you how much time has flown by, or how do you how do you think about it? Well, it amazes me that it has flown by as fast as it has. Uh, you know, at one point in time, I guess back in uh, the 80s and then later in the 90s, I realized that the decades were moving by so fast. Uh, it was almost incredible to, uh, to think about it. And, and to realize that another decade had gone by. And so I guess it, uh, it just, uh, it, it really, it really focused me a little more. And uh, I've tried to learn to be, to live more in the present, but I also learned at the same time that because life passes so fast that we have to be very intentional about what we want to do. And uh, uh, I think that was a a realization that uh, was one of those realizations that really uh, uh, had an influence on what we've done since since the uh, mid 80s and and, uh, building the bank and moving forward, so. I like the way you say that. You had to be more intentional about what you do because you have goals. And I tell you, I, I, I agree with you that I, I think probably the older I got as a publisher, the more impatient I got right. because I saw the wheels of change in certain areas turning way too slow. And it could be very, very frustrating for me. And I became kind of, a, you know, throughout, you know, I would say the last many years of my career, very, uh, if you were to define me, I was a sort of an, a change agent. I was a, a guy who was, you know, working on some of the most difficult strategic change efforts, both with the, within the Knight Ritter uh, company and also within the Newhouse and uh, Advanced Condé Nast uh, uh, company. But, right. <clears throat> but, but age does that to you. But also, I think an expectation, I mean, you saw, you saw, Merchants and Marine Bank and the role that it was playing in the community. And you wanted it to be strong. You wanted it to be able to serve this community in so many different ways. In some ways, I think Katrina reestablished in you sort of a desire to strengthen the bank. I mean, there were all these regulation changes along the way. There's never been much rest for the weary in the banking industry. But, you know, if you look back, you probably look at it with a lot of pride to say, man, we went through a lot of chapters in our history uh, and came out stronger on the other side. Is that the way you look at it? Oh, I, I think uh, that's absolutely how you look at it. Uh, it was uh, Katrina was uh, 
you know, it was like, uh, what is it? Um, the book, you know, is it? Uh, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yes. remember? It was it yes. Charles Dickens. Yes. Uh, that's the way Katrina was. Uh, what what I learned there, because, I mean, we got washed out of downtown Pascagoula. We couldn't operate here. And so we had to move our computer center to a branch in Escataba, which is probably about eight miles north of here, move our operations people up there. We uh, we tore down walls. We ran wiring, uh, uh, just did what we had to do to get a facility up and going again so we could process work. And I think Katrina hit on a Tuesday and we were up and running by midday on Thursday, running checks, running our work. And, uh, you know, some banks had to fly, had to fly the uh, paperwork to Atlanta, to Dallas and other places to have it processed. But uh, we achieved that, which was a big achievement for us. And uh, uh, it was a daily, you know, it was a daily struggle just to find food for our people because mm -hmm. Restaurants weren't open, and uh, some of the local churches uh, had food brought in. Uh, there was one. Uh, there was one little uh, place called Four Seasons where they sell fruits and vegetables. They got a lot of uh, fruit and stuff in. We just go through and we'd buy up everything we could find that we could feed to our employees: bananas, oranges, anything to keep them going. And because they didn't have any food at home and they didn't have yeah. electricity at home. And uh, I think the great thing, the great thing that came out of it was that we realized uh, just how strong we were as a group of people. And uh, and you realize that having lived on the coast, we go through so many of these events like this, you know, hurricanes come through ever so often. And uh, I was just real proud of our people, the way they pulled together. And uh, actually, uh, it was an exciting time, too. It may, it's the best of times, worst of times. I love the way you say that because I, I agree that you don't want to be in the position, but the, but the reality is you are there. And so now what are you going to do about it? What's what? How are you going to step up and lead by example? And you, you, you know, not only were you bringing your bank back, you ultimately co-chaired the Rebuild Jackson County effort uh, following Katrina, the Mississippi Recovery uh, Fund. You were on the board. You worked with the governor's uh, Hurricane Relief Mississippi Rising effort and probably silently in so many other ways. We all kind of found that moment. And what I what I came to understand, some people you would have expected to step up did not. It's really an interesting observation that I made. And other people that you would have never expected to step up, they did. And what I came to understand about that was that we, we, we oftentimes, too often, take someone on face value and we don't dig deep enough to really understand the person that's really there. And we really got to know people deeper after Katrina. And I changed my entire evaluation process in terms of how I, was, I wanted to under, get deeper to understand how did I misread that person who now is leading the charge in some so many different ways? I know you saw the same kind of thing, didn't you? Oh, yeah, very much so. It, it surprised me. Some of our people who came forward, uh, we had a fellow here uh, who headed up our, our computer center at the time. And, of course, 
they change terminology all the time. It's IT center now, and you know, it's, yeah, that goes. But anyway, uh, this young man uh, stayed here the night that Katrina hit, and he realized that this water was coming up the street. He could see it coming up. Uh, it was uh, creeping up the uh, the glass door on the outside of the bank. He could see it rising. He went into the computer center, knew enough about how computers work, and he pulls out these uh, these boards where all the information is stored, took it upstairs, wrapped it in plastic, and uh, that enabled us when we finally did get new machines in because all of the uh, – all of the operating computers that we had downstairs were destroyed. They were flooded. But we were able to get new equipment in on Wednesday, and we were running again by Thursday because of his his foresight. And uh, he was one of the heroes. He was So many the- heroes. So many heroes. And Absolutely. what we learned is that to be resilient as a set of communities, we've gotten pretty good at this, that the heroes – they're all all around us. Right. They understand what it looks like to bounce back. They're thinking, how do we bounce back better? They're being innovative about that. They're making the proper decisions. And we and you were one of those guys, I might add. And that's why right after Hurricane Trina, they made the first class of uh, South Mississippi Outstanding Community Leader, which is now the One Coast Award, the very first class after Hurricane Katrina, you were one of those guys that was selected. And uh, there was, you know, there was a reason for that because you were, you burned the midnight oil and you did what was necessary to not only bring your bank back, but also contribute back to the community. And we really appreciate that. Hey, we're kind of running out of time together, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to stay in touch with each other and we'll check in with you. What I want to do the next time we get together is talk more specifically, less about you as a leader, which is what I wanted to do during this session and Uh talk a little bit more about the bank. What's the latest going on at the bank these days? And we'll, we'll, we'll delve into that for sure. Okay. Uh, so how, how how we doing on time? We got how much we got? Oh, he's showing me we have one minute left. So anyway, I'll give you the I'll give you the last word, Royce. It's been a pleasure to catch was, up with you. I was going to tell you, I still have. Hold on just a second. Yeah, he's a, he's on. Uh, we're on radio. I think what he's doing is he's walking to grab his outstanding <laughs> leaders plaque that I handed to him in two thousand six. Gave me that day. Yeah. I've got a picture on the wall over here, too. Uh, you and I and Governor Haley Barber. Uh, yeah. At that at that event. So. And we all three of us, all three of us understood the importance of it. It wasn't just some surface observation or recognition. It was deeply, deeply given to you. And I know deeply appreciated as well. But the governor and I were thrilled to, to be able to give you that recognition. Well, anyway. We're kind of out of time, Royce. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's good to see you doing well. And uh, keep up the great work, and we'll see you soon. I enjoyed I enjoyed visiting with you, and I appreciate what you're continuing to do. To God bless you, man. Bless you. Thank we'll you see you after this one. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.